Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Take your Bible, if you would, and go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. We was in Genesis chapter 1 last week, and uh, we're doing a series called Three Words. Three words, and we're looking at different things in Scripture. We're three words. Just so much riding on that. And so I've uh, been exciting. been looking at three words like he is risen. It is finished. Love one another. You know, it's just some powerful stuff I've been learning. And we're going to hear one today, and uh, I hope it connects with where you're at and what God wants to do in you. So uh, before we go any further, I want to read this first verse. It says this, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. When you got it, say amen. amen. Let's do it. It says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. We'll find out that's interesting in a minute. He said to him, Abraham. And look at his response. And he said, here I am. All right, I just want to let that settle for a second. His response to the voice of the Lord. Here I am. Let's pray. God, thank you, Father, for what you're going to do today in this place. God, thank you for what's already been happening, God, and for all that you're continuing to do in our church, God. And I just pray, God, your blessings upon everything else that happens today, God. Thank you that your word is blessed. And, Lord, just use me. Speak through me today, God. And uh, I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord, in, in your kingdom right now, Lord, and for the lives that are being changed. And we just continue to ask you just to move, do great things in our midst, God. And we just believe, Lord, that you're supernatural. And, God, you do things, Lord, that are outside of even our understanding sometime, Lord. And so, God, we just pray, Lord, today that our minds and hearts will be open to all that you want to do. And we ask this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say it with me. Amen. Amen. As I said, we're doing this series called Three Words. And these three words today are going to be a little bit different uh, in in as far as in the big scope and the big realm of this series. Um, Because today's three words are three words that I hope that each of you will end up saying for yourself. Now, it's it's one thing to say that he is risen, and we take that, and we receive that, and we can't do anything without him being risen. We can't do anything without those three words, it is finished. We can't do anything without, as we're going to see in this series, each of the principles that we learn throughout this. But What is our response to all this being said, all this taking place? And so these three words are going to be a little bit different. And uh, I hope today before it's all said and done, if you haven't already said these three words to him, it'll be what you speak today before you leave this place. And uh, those three words today are, here I am. And uh, it's amazing to me that as we learned last week that this big God who's God all by himself he, he doesn't have to ask anyone's permission to be God. He doesn't have to say, is it okay? He doesn't have to have to gather around a board members of all the cloud of witnesses. And he doesn't have to get angels together up in heaven and say, is it all right if I'm God today? He's God all by himself. And so he needs nobody's permission to be God. He's God. And it is amazing that this God speaks to us. That is just, it just does something in my mind that is so small in scope. Nobody say amen right there. <clears throat> so nobody say amen. That is just so small in scope compared to how big he is. And so, but it is amazing to me, this God who speaks to us, and it is amazing that he needs us. 
He needs us. He needs you. But he doesn't need you. It's going to be weird today. I know this is going to be weird today. Some people are like, it's weird every week, Pastor. Every time you speak, it's weird. But, but it's going to be a little bit strange because he, he, he needs us, and so, but he doesn't need us. And even the Bible tells us this. Look at Scripture. It says in Acts 17, 24 and 25, it said, God who made the world and everything in it. And we learned that last week. God who made the world and everything in it. In the beginning, God. That was it, period. In the beginning, God. And he's the one who created the heavens and earth, and he created you. And if in the beginning, God, he made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Oh, man, that's what I was talking about earlier, that it is not that physical building. Uh, This is today that we're worshiping in is not the church. The church is inside of him. The church is going to leave the building when, when we leave this place. And so we're going to walk out. But it is not these temples that are made with hands. It is now a temple that, are, that he made and he designed. And verse 25 says this, Nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything. That's pretty cool. As seriously, as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. He doesn't need you, but he needs you. You'll find out today that he needs you. As a matter of fact, he doesn't, that he needs you, he could do again anything he wanted to do at any moment he wanted to do it. But what's really cool is that he chose to need us. He chose to use us. He chose to be a part and allow us into this big picture and this scope and the big realm of all the things that he's doing. And he chose you. And it's amazing. You'll see that he always uses a man. He'll always use a person to fulfill his plan. And so, again, he can do anything that he wanted to do, but he chose men and he created. And from the very beginning, this big God that created all these things gave dominion to man. And so he told us to rule and have a dominion, authority over. That was his plan from day one. And again, like what we do with his plan on so many occasions, we mess up the plan. But that's always been the plan, and it'll always be the plan. He always has a plan, and you demand. So he shows you today. So I'm going to throw at you four things today. If you're a note taker, jot these down. Two will be statements. Two will be questions. And I hope before it's all said done, you leave saying three words that will change everything in your life and that he will use to change this world. Amen. And the first one is this, is that we see in this first verse that he calls you by name. This is amazing. Look at this. He said, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. Now, again, this great big God that Isaiah says set the heavens with the span of his hand. And he just spoke things into existence. This big, great God desires to use you. He desires to use you. It's it's just the craziest thing, man. And some of you look in the mirror and say, are you serious? Really? And yes, the answer is yes. He wants to use you. But he calls you, if you'll listen, he calls you by name. That is, oh man, to just think that this God who has all these things that we just spent so much time looking at who created the heavens and earth is today saying, Terry, I need you. Wow. But here's what's sad. If I don't say, here I am, he'll find somebody else. Because his plan will be fulfilled. God's purpose will go forth. But it's amazing, and I love it, that he said, and he called him by name. And he said, Abraham. 
And if you know this backstory behind this, he had another name, and they called him Abram, and, and it, was a, it was still a big name. It was a patriarch. He was a, still a father. But to think now God speaks in and calls him by a new name and calls him Abraham, or is it Abraham? You know, but he calls him by this big name, and he speaks to him, and he speaks things that haven't even begun to take place yet. And it's amazing to me, he calls him Abraham, which means the father of a multitude. But if you understand the story, you've ever read this, you learned this in school, uh, Sunday school, is that he was the father of one, one that mattered. I mean, he screwed up the other, but again, he always messes up the plan, you know. But he was the father of one, but yet he speaks to him and he says, Abraham. Abraham. He didn't say Abram, and he didn't wait till all these things happened in Abraham's life, and then he called him by that name. He spoke things, and it's, I love it. It is so cool to think that he calls you, and he speaks your name, and he says it with potential because he sees things that we don't see. He sees things that we can never understand. We were coming to church this morning, and I was in the driver's side, and, and Faith was beside me, my daughter. It was in the uh, passenger side. And it was maybe she looked over at the, at the little side mirror on the passenger side, and she said, can you see out of that? And it just kind of just kind of weird hit me, and I said, "Yeah, I, I can see how that." She said, "Only thing I see is just the side of the truck," and I said, "You're not sitting where I'm sitting." And I'm just, I just, and it just hit me, and that it's just amazing to me to think Daddy's in a position, and he's in a place, and Father knows it, knows all, he knows best, and he sees things that we can't see yet. And he sees things and understands things about you. He knows your potential and your purpose before you can even ever in any way wrap your minds around that. That's how big this God is. And this big God calls you by name. Oh, man. And just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know if he had to put, you know, we never know about this in Scripture. We talked this about a little bit about last week, though. We don't know exactly how the time length carries between each little, little phrases. And, and we don't know when he said, Abraham, if it was an immediate, here I am. Or he even had to do this. He said, Abraham, and he went, you talking to me? I got one kid. And he's already speaking Father of multitudes over my life. I don't know what took place. We weren't there, but I don't know. I think he may have just kind of pulled back and went, wow, here I am. And, and, and something began to connect with what God was saying to him and about him. And after hearing the name, and again, remember, he heard this other name his whole life. And this is tough for us. It's tough, and I think sometimes we beat each other down. You, you've done something your whole life a certain way, and you've, you've lived things a certain way, you've spoken things a certain way, and the Spirit of God comes inside of your life, and yes, He makes all things new in your spirit and seats you up there with Daddy in heavenly places, and He and we puts us in position, but yet we're still down here struggling, and what happens is this. So many times, we beat each other down because we're doing things, and we're not answering to our new name yet. <clears throat> now, that's discipleship. That's why we disciple, we love, and we teach. And sometimes we do this. They get a new name, and they start calling them by the new name, and then they pull back and say, wait a minute, they're not even answering to their new name yet. It may take a while. I don't know how long it took, but all I know is this, is that he said, Abraham, and he responded with, here I am. 
Point two is this today, and this is a question. And this is a question for you. How will you respond when he calls your name? How will you, how will you respond when he calls your name? And I begin to think about some of the three words that we could respond other than here I am. What if we said not right now? Well, Pastor, you know, not right now. Because right now I need to do this, and I got this got to do, and I got to finish this education, and I got to get this job, and I got to get this family, I got to get this house, I get this car, and I got to do this. And then what happens is this. He's already called somebody else's name. Listen, don't, don't answer with that. Don't answer with that. He may come back to you. He's got a grace and love. and free. I'm th- thankful it's a whole other message, another series, way, way real big series. But, but don't say not right now. What if we say this? Well, maybe later. Maybe later, God, don't answer with that. How about this one? How many times have we said it? And I've said it. Way too busy. Terry, way too busy. God, I'm out here doing your work. Now, Terry, I'm trying to get you to do my work. But God, I'm busy right now because I'm out here, you know, I'm trying to do, no, Terry, shut it. And do, do what I'm telling you to do. And, and listen, what is your response? How, how would you respond? And I just kind of got to thinking about some of the things. You guys know I love to get outdoors and love to do those things. And it would be, it'd be really cool if Bill Dance would call me. Bill Dance is a, is a fisherman who has all these honey holes and has all these connections to all these big places. And I begin to think about how crazy would it be if Bill Dance called up me and, hey, hey man, I heard that you like to fish, and, and I want to do this. I want to give you an invitation to come into and hang out with me in my boat and some of my honey holes. We're going to put you on some fish. How stupid would it be if I said, you know something, Bill, I'm sorry, but I've been digging me this little hole in my backyard. Put me some water in it, and I'm just thinking that something's going to happen out of that hole one day. Listen, it would be crazy. It wouldn't make sense. And how, how crazy would it be if the Robertsons, Duck Dynasty, called me up and said, Hey, this is what we want to do, Pastor. We heard, man, you're a Jesus guy, and you love God, and you're doing these things, so we want to do this. We want to invite you to Louisiana, and we want to let you go out. We're going to put you in the duck blind. What if I said, No, I just, no, 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 I really, no, I'm good. I'm good. I heard there may be some ducks on Saluda River this morning. So I'm going to back it up. I'm just going to hang out here, but thank you for the invitation. How crazy would that be? What, what about this? What if for some of you golfers, what if Bubba Watson or Tiger Woods called you up and he said, this is what I want you to do. I'm going to take you out to Pine Valley. I'm going to take you out to Pinehurst. I'm going to take you out to Augusta, and I'm going to do this. And you say, no, I've got me a little place set up on the side of my house. I've been chipping a few balls each day, and I'm good. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Well, some of you, you guys, you can't connect, and you're musicians. You're the creative types. But what if this, music, this great musician said, he called you up, and they said this, you know, we're minus this guitar player, we're minus this bass player. We got a gig coming up this weekend. That's what they call it. We got a gig. We got a gig coming up this weekend, and, and we need you to play. And this is Master Square Gardens, and we got a gig coming up. And you say, "Nah, I'm good. I've been working on this new song in my basement. I'm gonna hang out right here." Crazy. I'm, I'm, I just didn't want to leave anybody else. So I said, "What, what if you like to cook?" And so Rachel Ray or Martha Stewart, and that's all I know about that. Uh, they called you up, 
And they said, we want to go. No, I've been got these little cookies in the oven right now. I would come and hang out, but it's crazy. And listen, think about this. God is saying your name and asking you to come into and go with him into a realm you can never in no way wrap your minds around until you say, here I am. Yes, Lord, send me. I'll go. I'll do anything. I'm willing to take whatever it is and go with you. It's up to you. How will you respond to that? How will you respond when he speaks your name? And this is what's really cool. This is what's really cool. I love this. And it's number three. And it's a point that says this. Your part is never supernatural. Your part in this is never supernatural. Your part is, yes, here I am. And, and it's just, it is just so crazy. We see these men and these, these women of God, Scripture, and they do these big things. And again, the story of Abraham is crazy. He made him this father, this multitude of many nations. He said, go out, look at the stars in the sky, look at the sand on the seas. That's how many children you'll have. He speaks these big, crazy things to him, and it's amazing. But it is never in any way our part supernatural. This is what happens to a lot of ministries. So what happens to a lot of pastors, God starts doing something in that place and then they get a big head. God's the only one that should ever have a big head. And, and, and it's never us. And this is good news. Matter of fact, some of the best news today I've told you that it's, it is not your part to be supernatural. And it's freeing. It is just so amazing. And we see in Scripture all these big things, and sometimes we get pictures in our mind. Hollywood portrays it. And we see Moses who's raising up the staff. And we're looking up, and it's cool, it's crazy, and all the wind's going crazy, and he's holding it up in the air. I don't know if he was holding it up like that or not. He might have been holding it up like this. <laughs> and, and, and doing that as he was doing it. I don't know. We can't, we can't see this. We don't understand. This little boy who's, who did this, who, who, was, who was willing to say, yes, I'll step out into the battlefield and face a giant. Nine foot tall, he took a slingshot, and with a slingshot, he threw it, propelled it. Somebody said, man, he had a good arm. He was about a teenager. There was something else going on there. There was a covering that was happening. There was a Holy Spirit at work. There was some other things going on, and he came in the name of the Lord. He didn't come in the name of David. And so he came in him in the name of the Lord, and he did this supernatural act that was just very natural. And so this is freeing. When we, when we start seeing God work and start seeing God move, again, don't get the big head. It's him. Just do your part. And I just begin to think about some of the incredible ways that God does supernatural things when we just say, here I am. One of them is in our giving. And we see in Scripture this. We see in Malachi 3, 10, and 11, he says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And when you hear something like that, you're thinking, man, I got all this pressure, man. I got to open up the windows of heaven. And you start trying to do something and you start trying to get it. You can't even touch his window. You can't even see his window from where you're at right now. One day you will, and I'm talking about spiritual, not just, you got to stay with me, but you can't even see that. So it's not up to you to open the window. It's up to you to tithe. It's up to you to give. 
Give cheerfully. Give obedient. That's what he says to do. So we do this, and we're doing these things, and we're trying to do all this crazy stuff. Verse 11 says this, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now, I've seen some of y'all pastor pray for me. Rebuke the devil off my finances. In Jesus' name. Come on, Pastor, I need you to rebuke the devourer. I need you to come in. The enemy's attacking me. He's hitting my finances. He's doing this. Man, he's coming against me. Listen to me. You me tell you what all you got to do? Tithe. You have this big God who rebukes the devourer for you? And you're trying to do it yourself? Quit trying to do stuff that you can't do. Quit trying to do things that he never even asked you to do. Last week was awesome. We saw someone come down, and right before our eyes, we prayed for them, and we, was, we just said, man, God, heal this back, and bam. That is a trip. <laughs> serious, man. That's a trip. We didn't do that. You know what we did? We know with all. We prayed the prayer of faith. Everything we did was natural. He came in and healed that back. Take the pressure off of you. Take the pressure off. Enjoy the ride. And just enjoy this and understand that he had called you to do these crazy things. He just told you to be faithful. Oh, come on, Pastor. Heal my marriage. Pray God heals my marriage. You know what you need to do? Love your wife. Come on, love your wife. Christ loved the church. Give yourself for it. Then you know what he can do? He can heal your marriage. He can do all these crazy things. And he's never asking us to do the supernatural. He's asking us to do the natural. He puts his super on it. And he puts it on there, and then you see this crazy things begin to happen. It's just amazing what he does. So, again, don't get it mixed up. You're, 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 you're just literally, literally have to do this. So here I am, and yes, salvation. If you're not a Christian in this room, don't leave. You know what I'm going to do at the end of the service? I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus and come to Christ, and your life be radically changed by this big God we've been worshiping and create, uh, who created us. It's just going to be crazy. You're going to have that opportunity for this big God to live inside little you. But your salvation ain't you. It ain't your part. And this is, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. He said in Romans 10, 9, he said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. All the supernatural stuff was him. Look, I mean, it's crazy. All the, all the crazy, raising from the dead, all the stuff, defeating death. You just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. You'll be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and when the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Oh, man, thankful. Just thankful that we don't have to be supernatural. We just got to be obedient. Salvation of others. Some of you, man, you, you're taking this, and you're getting pressure on you, and, and you're struggling with this, and you're saying, man, this person ain't saved yet. This person ain't saved yet. You listen to me. You're called to be the sower, not their savior. You sow into their life. You witness to them. You show the love of Jesus to them. You preach gospel to them. You invite them to church. Do everything that you can to do, but everything else that you can't do, leave up to God. Trust him. Allow him to do what only he can do in your life. So again, be freed up by this. And it holds people back because they do this. They get the pressure, and then we know the enemy works and messes with our minds, and he just loves to get in our heads, and he loves to tell you this. What if you do this, and then it doesn't happen? 
What if you get up there and you do? We're going we're gonna to be talking about three words in a couple of weeks. It's just going to get crazy. And, and it's just amazing. And he'll message you and say, well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, listen to me. You know what all I'm supposed to do is? My part. When it all gets said and done, when it's all over with, when you get to heaven, he's not going to say, well, you didn't get that one saved, but you, you didn't do this. Listen to me. I believe you're going to get up there. And if all you had to do was this, stay in faith. Paul said, I fought the good fight, finished the course, kept the faith. That's the only thing we can ever brag about is him boasting the cross and what he did for us. And so he does this and we get up. Again, take the pressure off of yourself and, and just walk this thing out saying, yes, and here I am. And fourth thing is this. What does God want to do through you? What does God want to do through you? No, no, listen, I, I know how this works. And again, I know how the enemy begins to get in the minds. And, and he plays on both sides. He, he puts these big ideas in your head. And, and sometimes he starts saying, well, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. And, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to get out and do this. And I'm, I, listen, it, it, the moment you get out in there, you messed it up. What does he want to do through you? He may be saying this, just get up each day and do this one little thing, but be faithful. And you may get up and do this one little thing each day and be faithful in that area, and then God comes in and tells somebody else, do this little thing. See, see, listen, we can sit back and have a good time, relax and worship a God, and there's no limit to what he can do. Well, these are people in the Bible, and, uh, and, and this was written in biblical times, and, and this, is, this is not possible. We can't do these things. Listen, James 5, 17, just squish all your little, little things right now. He says this. He said, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was a man with a nature just like ours, but he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and that it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruits. You know what we would do on that, man? This is why, this is why we would do this. We'd call TBN, tell them to bring the cameras out, video me doing this because we're going to pray, we're going to show the world out. No, no, listen, it's him. But what does he want to do through you? What, what, what does he want to put? What thing is it that you can give to God today, your natural gift that he puts his supernatural blessings on and then watch him move? Because this is how God works. This is what he does. God just desires to do supernatural things through ordinary people. He desires so much to do supernatural things through ordinary people. And listen, as I said earlier, the most supernatural thing that you can do is just simply, first of all, give your life to Christ. Just surrender to him. That's the greatest, amazing miracle that can ever happen. I love it, and we're going to see more healings. We're going to see more things happen and more bondages broken. But let me tell you, the greatest miracle is salvation. And it's when we say yes to Jesus. And again, it's saying yes to all that he's done for us. And some of you right here, you, you've, you've, he's called your name. Some of you have been coming for weeks, maybe even months, maybe your first time he's calling your name or whatever it may be. This may be the first time you've ever heard it. But I prayed this. Just an ordinary man prayed this this week. God, speak to him by name. This is what. Oh, me, yeah. Because you know what? I, that's what he asked me to do. That's all he asked me to do. 
He asked me to pray this week that, that, that as I prayed and lifted you guys up, that you would hear him when he calls you by name. But what is your response? Here I am. And Abraham, I, I'm not going to take time today to read, this, read that chapter. Read that whole story. It's amazing. Abraham messed up a lot of things before he got there. God made a promise to him. And he went out and tried to do this. Make it happen. He started doing things that God didn't ask him to do. He started trying to take the supernatural into his part. Listen to me. All all you're supposed to do is the natural things, the obedience things. And you'll watch God do supernatural things through you. It's amazing. What are you going to do today when he calls your name?